I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Suzanne, stop. I feel... <laughs> fucking lured you like a baby mouse with a piece of cheese. Hi, I'm Rachel Bella, And I'm Suzanne Mushin, and you're listening to The Big Payoff Podcast. Rachel and I have been best friends and business partners for over 19 years, and these are the conversations that we're having about work, even when we're not working. And you know what? We bet you are, too. Suzanne, whatever happened to that um, that women's meeting you were supposed to go to that you were just totally obsessing about? The one where I was up until, like, midnight waiting by my computer to see if they were emailing, emailing me back, that one? I, I didn't know that part. I was talking <laughs> to you during the day before, and you were just worried about it. But what were you doing till midnight? Waiting for them to respond to me because what happened was – they sent me an invite to this meeting six months ago, but now it's in four days and I have no information. So I'm, I sent them an email at, at midnight last night saying really casually, oh, hey, um, I – Casually at midnight. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, hey, I was just wondering if – the, the meeting is taking place because I didn't get any details. And then I didn't hear back. So you went not you didn't get back. They didn't get back to you at, at midnight. That's a shocker. <laughs> no, I what, mean, the next morning, this morning, I still didn't hear back. What time did you check your email? At seven, at eight, yeah. at nine. Wow. Because it's so awkward. Because so what was happening in your head? What what was this horrible, like difficult conversation I was going to have to have with them? Where here's how it was going to go. I they were going to respond to the email finally and say to me, "So this is really awkward, Suzanne." But we actually d- decided that we didn't need your 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 help at this meeting because Rachel wrote us and said it would be a major bummer for the conference if Suzanne were right well that would there. be my excuse in my head if they said that so they're going to disinvite me <laughs> and then I have to respond to them in some way that's sort of dignified kind of without being a total like pushover so I'm going to have to say to them something like um okay I'm surprised to hear that I wish I had known sooner because then I would have done something else with with my time. And your tone was going to be 
passive aggressive. <laughs> passive aggressive. Okay. Yeah. And you had this email in your head all written out already by oh, seven fifteen. Oh yeah. Well, two in the morning, five mm. in the morning. Um. Okay. I'm sure it was a beautiful email, Suzanne. When did you? When did you end up sending it? Well, here's time? the crazy part: is that I had it all written out in my head, the whole exchange. But I never had to send it because around 9.30 this morning, I get an email back from them, super friendly and nice, that just says, oh, hey, we're sending out the materials today. What? Yeah. So that whole thing was a complete waste of your time? Yes. That you did to yourself, a yes. self-inflicted waste of time? Yes. Hours and hours. Late night. Wow. You're like Donald Trump on a very small, small tiny scale up. I, at least I didn't tweet out, hey, these women in Chicago are really stupid. Hashtag <laughs> right, right. sad. No, but it is an enormous waste of time. And by the way, if I had been available this morning, you would have been wasting my time. Oh, we would have talked that, about it for sure. So that so why do we do that? So how many times, Suzanne, has that happened to both of us where oh, yeah. you, you invent a story? There's a space, okay? A space of time in which they haven't gotten back to you or you don't have an explanation or you don't know what's happening and you invent this entire narrative and you drive your blood pressure up by going and another thing and in the shower you're like and then she'll say and then he'll say and then I'll say. I mean we waste so much of our life doing that. Why? Why do we waste so much time? Well, let's talk about why we do it, because I think understanding the why we do it will help us stop doing it. Supposedly, that's the that's the essence of <laughs> right? change. That's what my therapist says. <laughs> yeah. Good therapy starting now for free. This is why I, I, I can speak for myself and then you can analyze me. I would say I'm definitely in that moment of making up the exchange in fight flight mode. I'm trying to I'm fearful that there is an incoming, something's going to be said to me or about me, and I need to protect myself from it. Right. Well, I think you're a borderline personality. I think <laughs> you're very sick. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I actually would say to you is, but Suzanne, by filling in the space with that manic script where you're playing both sides, there's a conversation you're actually not having. Yes. And that's the point. What conversation are you not having with yes. yourself? So if I were so the real conversation behind my fear around not being invited to the conference was I'm not worthy of being at the conference. They're going to just say what they already think and know, which is that I really shouldn't be there. Yeah, you know what else I think you're saying? <laughs> what? I think you're saying I wasn't talking nicely about somebody and they found out. That's where my head Always goes. Well, that was did a given. They, did they see an email? Did they hear a phone call? Did they see a text? Well, the, the number of times I have said to you after you've sent an email, you know, it's possible they'll see this. Right. It's many. Also, our worst nightmare is that we've replied all. I mean, well, because it's actually been true. Right. <laughs> many, many times. So I think that that whole habit 
of of getting into the exchange is an avoidance of absolutely of work. and that's a really that i think is the beginning of the path out of this is to rec- to stop yourself immediately and to go okay what am what conversation am i trying not to have and the conversation you're trying not to have is i feel bad about myself because what and that's weirdly empowering to go if you just ground yourself and go okay um, she's not calling me back. I'm imagining all this stuff. That's because I feel less than in some way. Okay. Now at least I'm standing on some solid ground. Where can we go from here? I think the other way to stand on solid ground is instead of ma- imagining the side of the conversation that you can't control, no matter what, you can't control it. So you know that whatever you're saying is going to be said is an invention of your mind. It's a conversation with you and yourself. Go to the worst case scenario for you and just sit with it for a minute. So if in this case, the worst case scenario for me was I was going to feel a little ashamed. Mm -hmm. Sit with that feeling and just own it. Ask yourself where it's coming from. Right. Rather than trying to make run away up from and run it. away from it, all the things right. that could be said to avoid that feeling. Right. So there's a possibility that I that I won't be invited. And... Decide in yourself, like, one thing that you definitely want to communicate and make – and so that will be your tentpole to hold on to whatever happens. So in your case, it could have been, well, if they disinvite me, the only thing I want to communicate is I wish I had known sooner. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. I really wish I had known sooner. That's all. Yeah. That's the only thing you need to say. Forget right. the back and forth. You'll figure out what the back and forth is once you hear what the fourth is. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this will save you time, internal angst. And I do think that it's easy to stop because it's such a pattern. We all do it. The minute you start to say the following to yourself, you have to stop. So then they're going to say, yeah. and then I'm going to say, and then when they respond to it, how I'm going to... Stop. Stop. You're now in a manic script writing mode. Stop. Decide what's making you feel bad, what's underneath that's weakening you, making you feel less than, whatever, and then own it. So we now know why we do this, and we got that all figured out. So um, you can either pay me $250 as your therapist, or I can do what my therapist doesn't do and actually tell me what to do. Let's tell our listeners oh, yeah. how not to have that that experience. Okay, so I'll I'll give one hint. One is when you hear yourself starting to go down the manic script, and you know what it is because it's usually lying in bed at 1230 at oh, night. Oh, yeah. Where, and she said, and I said, and I said, and he said, right? Stop. Stop it. Let that silence sit there for a second and just ask yourself, what is making me feel bad here? And own that because that's where it all begins. Once you own that, you've got some power back. That's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do is have one 
thing that you do want to say, something that would make you feel better if you said it, and find a way to say it that makes you feel good. Don't even imagine how they're going to respond to it. But let's say you're breaking up with a boyfriend or you're dumping a friend or you have to tell your boss that something went wrong with a client, whatever it is, find the one thing that you want to say. The other thing to keep in mind is instead of following a script, remember the reality of the situation. So let's say you're firing someone. Instead of spending an hour and a half imagining the conversation and then she's going to be so upset and then what am I going to say and I'm going to defend – Just remind yourself of what you're doing and why and stand in that. So I need to let this person go. They're not doing the job that I need them to do. We need to get this done and I need to move on, period. And and get really comfortable with that story because that story is the one you're going to – you're going to own. It has nothing to do with their reaction. It is 100% about you owning the truth and your feeling and finding a way to enter the room and imagining yourself putting that truth out. You know, I had a friend who used to call that being clean. That the cleaner your hard fact is, the less it shreds the person when the knife goes in. It's just like you're being fired. Here's why. I'm sorry. We're moving on. That's clean. What's not clean is, and I know that you think and that I think, that's good. Clean. Yeah, speaking of difficult conversations, Suzanne, like, you, don't you have one coming up after this show? Don't you, aren't you having lunch with Janie? Oh, I am having lunch with Janie, and and what I'm terrified about is that the last time I saw her, I had really trashed a business idea that she had, just trashed it, which is something you— On paper or to her? Well, I shouldn't have done it on paper, but yes, I did it in a a document, and— she did reply afterwards, and what I hoped for was a reply that w- said, You're brilliant. You're so brilliant. <laughs> that was so helpful. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. But instead, the response I got was, oh, let me think about this. It was, it was So what's lunch going to be like today? I think she's going to say something to the effect that- Suzanne, stop. <laughs> I fucking lured you like a- Baby mouse with a piece of cheese. What's wrong with you? You're doing the script again. Okay, so let's take our own advice. Stop. So what's making you feel bad? Let's own that first. I, first of all, my shame right now <laughs> on the podcast. But okay. Um, what's making me feel bad is I was overconfident in my opinions. Okay. All right. So you were. So instead of so so okay. You were overconfident. You were very confident in your opinions. Okay, that's a fact. And, and was unfiltered therefore about communicating them. Okay. Now let's go to the reality. Were your comments right? Yes. Did she need to hear them? Yes. Period. So what do I say? You don't so, but stop. You'll say whatever <laughs> happens in the conversation. You're walking in there knowing you delivered the truth. She needed to hear it. 
You may have been a little confident, but you weren't mean. You weren't mean. Okay. The rest is her problem. Okay. God, I'm such a fool. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back to the big payoff next week. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. Even in a perfect world, where everyone was equal, I'd still own the film rights and be working on the